Hey friend, welcome back to the Street Cred Podcast, where we take a look into the business side of the streetwear fashion industry. I'm your host, Elijah Delport, streetwear fashion videographer, content strategist, and director at Wink Films. Now today I'd like to talk a bit about content strategy, being a content strategist and helping brands with their content strategy, specifically fashion brands, all the time. Uh, I would like to share a little bit of my knowledge, a few things that I've picked up um, that I think is going to be really helpful for you in creating content. Now, one of the major problems that many of my clients or people that I work with have is actually coming up with content. Uh, That, among other issues such as uh, just deciding you know, how and when to post and these sorts of things. A lot of uh, social media is is sort of the largest platform and, and because um, everything's moved online these days. And so where once upon a time, if you wanted to start a clothing business, it was in-store only. You'd set up shop and away you would go. But nowadays, everyone has social media pages and content is essential. Because content means you're engaging with followers, you're engaging with potential customers, uh, and obviously there needs to be customers for there to be business. And for there to be customers and and, an audience on your social media page, there needs to be a content strategy. So what exactly is a content strategy? Basically, a content strategy is to whom, what, and where you are distributing content. And overarching all of that, a content strategy answers the why. So why is it to these type of people? Why is it that thing? And why are you putting it there? So to whom, what, and where you are distributing content and why overarches all of that. And that is in its essence what a content strategy is and does. And when you know the answer to that thing, you're able to create content with such efficiency. Efficiency in that you're targeting the right people and it's actually getting engagement. And also efficiency in that it just becomes an easy process. Creating content is no longer you having to sit down and brainstorm for hours at a time at something that is subpar or something that you could be happier with. It becomes more it becomes more of a fun experience that you get to have creative freedom. You get to find your flow and 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 because the fact is when you know that where the boundary is, you know where the boundary is not. And I mean that sounds strange and very obvious, uh, but but the thing is when you know where the no is, you know where the yes is, and 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 that's uh, and that's when you are able to create content really freely. And efficiently, it's it, it it makes the process faster. It makes it easier, and and just your whole creative process and brainstorming process changes. So content strategies to whom, what, and where, and answering why all of those places. That's the justification. The thing is, without content strategy, your brand, and when I say your brand, I I say your brand because. The foundation and the reason your brand exists is likely because of social media. So without content strategy driving that foundation, you're like flying a plane without a pilot's instruments. If you can picture a plane in thick fog, 
I watched a video recently on YouTube. It popped up in my recommendation page and and it was this plane that was landing uh, and, and it was it was coming towards the ground, but you couldn't tell there was subtitles on the on the screen explaining what was going on. But what the pilots were doing is they were using the radars and all the different instruments to know where they where they are. And when when everything in inside of them is telling them to to you know do something else because they can't they you know it's it's a very unknown area when everything else is around them is telling them to pull up or 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 dive down or, or whatever they just trust their instruments and good thing they do and that's what they've learnt and been taught uh, going to pilot school and they were able to to land this plane in thick thick fog. And so, and so, if you can picture your brand as this plane, your social media being the foundation. If it wasn't for social media, there would be no brand. And so, you don't want to be flying your your brand, your plane blindly. You know, there's that metaphor: blind as a bat. Well, that's a simile, really. But but you need to trust your instruments, and you need instruments in the first place. And that's what a content strategy is. It is your instruments that you are able to fly a plane because the fact is the world is very foggy. It's a foggy place and so is social media and so is the world of clothing and it's saturated and everyone's doing lots of different things and there's lots of voices coming at the same time. It's it's hard to know what to do and when to do it and how to do it. And so content strategy is going to help you exactly with this. Now we're going to get really practical today, but I just thought it would be a good thing laying down that basis of knowledge so that we can move forward and in an informed way. But I've got one more metaphor for you, uh, and this is looking at the different, uh, no pun intended for the coming metaphor, but the different layers of sort of what we're going to speak about today and how they all interact with the content strategy. And so if we imagine uh, a cake, and a cake is the content we produce. Now, the fact is, a lot of a lot of times, you might might you know your first instinct in creating content is to just start, and you know maybe that's not a bad thing. You learn, you learn on the job. But the thing is, if you start with nothing, you know, and and the content being the cake, the cake's not going to turn out that great. Okay, and so this is when we think of the content strategy as a recipe. And so the recipe is telling you how to make the cake. The content strategy informs you how to create your content. Okay? And but there's one last layer to this whole equation and it is the ingredients. Now, the ingredients are the parts of the content strategy. So it it goes into more detail than that. And just to quickly outline these ingredients before I go into each one of them in more detail, uh, the first, the, and, and well, th- this is sort of the things that you need before actually being able to carry out a recipe. So, so these are these are kind of like uh, the 
the foundation before the foundation, if you will, which, which I know it doesn't really make much sense saying it like that, but this is, this is what you need to know and understand before you're able to create a content strategy. And this is, uh, what I work through when working on strategy with clients. This is every single time we start here. The first thing is understanding your brand. Now I imagine by this point, you understand your brand and that's a great thing. If you haven't already, it, I'm not going to go too much into detail but it's the it's the basics it's uh it's your brand name it's your style it's blah insert you know you you know exactly what i'm talking about the next is customer avatar i've spoken about this before today's episode is not about customer avatar so i'm only going to touch on it briefly but basically it is who you are selling to very specifically, what are their interests? How old are they? Are they a male or a female? Does it not matter? Uh, are, are they married? What's their income level? All of these types of things. What are their buying objections? Okay, that is a customer avatar. And the last one of this, I've also touched on this briefly, uh, is the visual style guide. And I'm going to only touch on it briefly again today. But the visual style guide is basically how any piece of content looks photo, video, things you upload to your story, things you upload on TikTok. And it's it's the yes and no's. It's the uh, yes to uh, handheld footage and vignettes and no to uh, cross dissolves and, uh, and uh, time lapses. So, you know, it's, I mean, that's just uh, an example, but you can picture how, you know, that could be, it's sort of like a basis for how you're, your brand looks visually to the eyes, the yes and the no's of photo, video, color grading, effects and overlays. It's the really practical things. All right. Well, I think now that we've laid that basis of knowledge, uh, we can go on into talking about the recipe. So the recipe being the content strategy itself. Now, the first Thing within the content strategy that I want to break down. And sorry, I should mention though, before we talk about the recipe at all, that everything that I'm about to outline about a, this content strategy, I have created as a template on my website. You can access it via www.winkfilms.com slash resources. I hesitated on myself there. I don't know why, but uh, yeah, you can, you can access it there and you can follow along or um, and you can um, you can follow along with what I'm as I'm speaking today, or you can download it after this episode. Either one, it doesn't matter. But I would suggest that you do because I think it's going to be really helpful for your brand. Okay, now for real this time, going on into the recipe. Now the first part of a, a content strategy is objective. Now I I should mention that at the beginning of each section of the content strategy. Or, or, or the content strategy really is broken up into sections. Um, and so each section is sort of a step in your uh, sales funnel. Now, if you want to know more about that, I speak about it in last week's episode on micro decisions and the fashion sales funnel. But, but you know, just to go over it briefly, uh, you can imagine a sales funnel for your fashion brand as your your customers first become aware of your brand at say Instagram and then from there they move to uh, a YouTube video and that's a larger commitment that they make and then from there they join a mailing list before finally after following your brand for some time they decide to make a purchase and that's four steps that they take 
uh, before making a purchase. And so each section of your uh, content strategy should start with one, two, three, four, if there are four steps to your sales funnel. And under each, it has first the objective. Now, the objective basically states what that section is about. So I'm going to just speak about a possible step one in your sales funnel uh, and say that is Instagram. Uh, because, I mean, every fashion business and their dog is on Instagram. So, look, the objective for your Instagram profile may be to bring awareness to, insert your brand name, so bring awareness to your brand and to uh, notify uh, your audience daily of your clothes. And so that makes it really clear going forward, the kind of things you might post and, and how you outline the rest of the content strategy for that platform, okay? Now, that leads me on to the second title of uh, under this first heading, and that is the non-objective. So what's the non-objective in this context for Instagram? And so if the objective is to bring awareness, the non-objective might be on Instagram to not not to be overly salesy, okay? Because it might uh, appear as unattractive to new followers and defeat the purpose of just solely bringing awareness to your brand, okay? And so the objective and non-objective work in each other. Like I stated before, the no leaves room for the yes. So if you know what not to do, you know what to do. If that if that makes sense, and I, I think that does make sense, and that's a really important step to also know what you're not doing. We want both examples, non-examples, objectives, and non-objectives, okay? The next part in, the, in your uh, content strategy for the first section is the avatar justification. Now, as I stated before, the ingredients that you're gonna need before you're able to start putting the recipe together. One of those is the customer avatar, and this is where it comes into play. So within your content strategy, you need to refer back to your customer avatar, um, and, and let's say one of your, and you should name your customer avatars, so each person represents a, a group of people or a very stereotypical person, and you should name them. So let, let's just say, uh, you, you, one of your customer avatar's name is Josh. Okay, Josh is 25 years old. Uh, he, he likes to uh, read books and listen to rock music. That, that's a very interesting mix, but hey, I'm sure there's someone listening or someone out there that's named Josh 25, loves listening, loves listening to rock and reading books. But um, in, in, in this section of your content strategy, you would justify Josh's avatar to what you've said about the objection. And, oh, sorry, the, not the objective, objection, the objective and the non-objective and what's to come. So, and you'd also state, like, justify why that specific platform. So if this is the first section of your content strategy, you'll say, well, Joshua uses Instagram a lot and that is why that we have chosen Instagram as the awareness area, the, the place for the first awareness of our brand for our customers. 
And so th this is I the power I always speak about in knowing who your customers are. Because in knowing who your customers are, you can make justified decisions in that everything you decide and choose for your business, every decision is going to be more effective than it was otherwise. And so this is where you get the to whom, what, and the where, and the overarching why over all of that. That's what the avatar justification is. It is why are you doing this? And and you, you're referring back to your customer avatars as to why you're doing that. Because at the end of the day, there is people on the other end of this every single time. There's people on the other end of your Instagram account. And there's real people on the other end of a sale. And it's more than just numbers and statistics and analytics. And so we need to be justifying for those people. You know, we need to think to themselves, well, why have I made the decision I made? Okay, well, maybe, you know, I've made it for this reason, blah, blah, blah. Okay, and this is why it is a good reason to make that decision. It is because Josh over here uh, is a heavy user of Instagram. He follows all the rock artists and I'm also on his following. And, and that is why we use Instagram as the awareness platform. Okay. The next section is the content format. So this goes into more of the specifics of the platform. So again, looking at Instagram as this step one of your sales funnel, the initial platform for bringing awareness to your brand in this example, the content format would first uh, have a section to state the tools. So within Instagram, I'm thinking the tools as being stories. I'm thinking it as being posts and reels. And so, yeah, there's three good examples for the different tools within the, the apps and uh, within the app. And so what you want to decide is which tools you want to be using for your profile on the the on on your on your page and and so you want to outline underneath that. You want to outline the frequency to post to each tool. And then you also want to state what it would mean if you didn't do that. So a, a, a sentence starter might sound a bit like this. Failure to maintain insert post frequency onto insert, uh, insert tool may result in adverse impacts to blah. So for example, failure to maintain daily posts may result in adverse impacts to uh, new uh, awareness, awareness of new audiences, okay? And so that, that outlines the frequency at which you're posting to that platform on that tool and what it would mean if you weren't to do that. This is coming back to the objective and non-objective. This is two opposites, okay? So it means, so you're stating why you want to be doing that again justifying why you're doing it at that frequency why that's going to be good and then stating what it would mean if you were not so consistent in maintaining that standard underneath 
each tool. So, so, so basically, so for each tool, you want to outline that individually. You want to outline frequency to post to that tool. So you have a different one for post, different one for story, different one for reels. And underneath each of those, you should have a section that, that uh, states some, some content examples. So this is really, so you have in mind all the time what you can be posting to each, uh, to each tool on that specific platform. So for instance, again, you need to justify, you need to refer back to your, uh, uh, your customer avatar and, and, and think, look specifically at the interests and look at the hobbies and, and that, those kind of sections about your customer. And, and that's how you can very well define your, uh, some, some content examples. So in, in that section, you can write things like, uh, for, for, for instance, a story, it might be things like, uh, a, a poll saying a, a this or that poll, and it will have two of your garments. And then another story might be reposting, uh, customer, uh, posts that customers have shared of them wearing your garments. And so th these are the types of things that you can write for each of the tools within the platform, the content examples, so that you know the sort of things that you wanna be posting to each of those, as well as um, sticking to what you wrote about the frequency and what will happen if you don't keep that up. And so with the, with the recipe, you know, I gave that one example of Instagram, but you want to be kind of repeating that for each step. So number one being Instagram and you outline the objective, the non-objective, the avatar justification and the content format. But you want to be doing all of that again for step two and say step two is YouTube. And then it'll be the same thing again, objective. But this time the objective is a bit different. You know, instead of it bringing awareness to your brand, it'll be a platform in which um, potential customers can discover more about your brand. That's an example for YouTube. And the non-example is to, uh, the, the non-example is, is, or the, no, sorry, the non-objective is, is not to uh, confuse or draw attention away uh, from that platform and instead move them onto the next. Uh, that, that's just, a, that's just an idea. And so, and then you want to be, again, doing the avatar justification and the content format, you know, in YouTube, it's going to be a bit different for the content format and the tools within that. It's going to be YouTube videos and YouTube shorts, and you might not even want to post YouTube shorts and you justify why or why not according to your customer avatar. I think that's pretty clear. And so you do step, step three and step four. And, 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 and usually the last step is your website or wherever you are selling the, your garments, because that is where, um, that's where your customer is eventually going to end up. That is the last step in the sales funnel. Okay. Finally, the cake. So the cake is the content itself. Now you've got your content strategy and you've spent the time with the ingredients understanding your brand, understanding your customers and creating customer avatars and creating the, the visual style guide for your brand. And you've got the recipe. You've, you know, you've completed your content strategy and now you've got the cake. The thing is, once you're starting to post content in this, 
in this way, in this new format, in this new strategy that you've created, you got to understand it's more than looks. And don't get caught up in this stage at just the looks. So the looks is for the visual style guide. So the visual style guide defines the look, okay? And, and you may find that after, you know, after creating the content strategy, it brings continuity. It brings continuity to your brand. And, and that's a great thing. And, and you see that and it looks pretty. But the thing is, we're comparing looks versus results. The content strategy being the results and the visual style guide being the looks, okay? And don't mix them up, okay? Because if you just look and after creating your content strategy, it looks pretty, looks great, you can't settle with that. The thing is, when you create a cake, the most important thing is, I would argue, how it tastes, okay? And so when, if you're a baker and you deliver it to uh, a customer, what a baker might do is they review and 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 you know they see how it tastes to the customer okay and so when they see the customer's reaction to the cake it's going to be ill or it's going to be yum right and so the the yum is is or, or how you you know get this information is by reviewing your analytics and revising the content strategy Okay, so once you've created the cake, once you've created that content and you've delivered it to customers, you need to see how they receive it. And this is almost the most important step in this whole process is actually revising the content strategy. Because the fact is the content strategy is what is going to set you up for the next year, two years. I think the beautiful thing about a recipe is that you can pass it on to another baker and they can make the same cake. Now, it's the same thing with your content strategy. Now, you may have thought about uh, or may maybe you already have commissioned photographers or videographers in the past. Maybe they're already a part of your team. Now, the thing is, a, a, a photographer or a videographer can look at your content strategy and understand exactly what you're trying to do and match the match the consistency that's already with your brand on your profiles in all the different areas okay and 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 what it means is that you can pass this recipe onto another baker that maybe knows how to bake things better than you do it means you can pass a content strategy on and commission it on, onto a videographer who knows how to make the videos and the content that you've outlined better than you, okay? And and that that's that means that that you're taking a lot less risk when going to these types of people. Okay, well, thanks very much for listening today. As I mentioned earlier in the podcast, the content strategy uh, template uh, that I mentioned is you can find it at www.winkfilms.com slash resources. I have a lot of other resources there too, but you can you can fill it out yourself. You can see what I've been talking about today. Um, and I think it's going to make it things a lot clearer for you. Because, you know, as I, as I've been speaking about, social media is the 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 foundation for a lot of brands. You know, no one's operating in store and without social media, these brands are nothing. And so, and your brand might be included in that. And that's not a bad thing. That's okay. It just means that, you know, you need to be able to drive or, or, or fly your plane 
with the right instruments and have instruments in the first place that you so that you can see through the flog fog so that you can land all everyone safely and so that you can start selling more garments i hope you got some value out of today's episode at the end of the day the fact is i'm a human i'm only a human and I'm not perfect at communicating my ideas. And maybe something that I've said today doesn't quite make sense to you. It doesn't resonate with you or or something just, it doesn't make sense. It's missing a piece. Maybe something that I thought in my head but forgot to mention. That is a perfect opportunity for you to send me through an email. I would love to uh, hear your message. Well, that's all from me. I hope to catch you again next week. Bye now.